Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly with another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. And as you know, I bring amazing people to the show to share not only their journeys, but their soul-based message. And ooh, you are in for a treat today. I have Judy V with me, and she can say her full name, but it's just easier for me to say Judy V. So Judy V, welcome. I'm delighted that you're here. Thank you, Therese. So good to be here. So good to be here. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this forever. Uh, yes, yes, yes. It's been a while in the making, so this is perfect. But we, you know, I've been traveling, you've been moving. So here we are. Um, let's go. So tell us what you do today and what you love about it. I live an iconic life. That's okay. okay. That's, that's my, that's my journey. That's my intention. Yeah. And that is the story that I'm making of my life is an iconic life. And a part of that iconic living is is to share the pathway to that for others. My moonshot in life is to create a paradigm shift in society as it pertains to how we perceive challenges, because I truly and honestly believe that challenges all challenge, and as extraordinary and potentially triggering this might sound, all challenges are at the very core an act of love when you're looking at it from the soul. Yeah, we're going to have to unpack that one in a minute. <laughs> so keep going, keep going. Keep going. So, so that is the journey that I take people on through my own body of work, which I call the Trilogy of Transformation. Mm. And this is you know, because we unpack, we unravel, we, we find the gift, the gold, we capitalize it and we champion it, all these challenges. When you start releasing that, when you start, because part of that is we release the emotional coding and conditioning and the trauma in the body. Yes. We allow ourselves to access and connect into the truth of who we are through connecting to our soul. And in the soul, we become aware of our oneness with the universe. And in that oneness with the universe is magic, it's potentiality. It is love. It is abundance. And that is where you're able to embody the higher emotions of the synthesized emotions of love, compassion, empathy, gratitude, appreciation. Mm. When you're living in that place, you magnetize. You, I would bet things come to you are. easily, right? Yeah. So, so that is what I do. So, okay. Wait, you know, usually people get through their introduction. I'm like, okay, let's move on. We're going to have to stop on your introduction because I have so many questions. Number one, define what an iconic life is. What do you mean by that? 
living in alignment all of the time mm -hmm. with your human and your soul purpose. Mm. We are soul beings having a mortal experience, as you right. know, on this right. planet. And our soul is here to fulfill a purpose. Our human is here to allow the soul to have that, to fulfill that purpose. Mm -hmm. And when we connect with the soul and align with those and fulfill those both purposes, mm -hmm. um, we start, we allow ourselves the freedom to live an iconic life. Iconic life is living a life of prosperity and abundance in the ways that mean to you. Mm -hmm. So for some people, it will be about living ultra wealthy yeah. you know, with, with luxury brands. Other people, it will be about freedom to move, to yeah. move countries, to living in abundance, to um, to be, some people will be about sailing or, or doing whatever it is yeah. in the mountains. It's about for knowing that every minute of every day you are feeding your soul. And I it's love that. Love it's that. an iconic life. Oof. Okay. Who wants that? Sign us all up, right? Okay. Now let's get back because I don't want people like not able to listen to the rest of your interview because they're like, wait, what? What did you say about this challenge thing? Wait, 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 wait. And, and you know, Judy has one of the most horrific stories I've heard. Like, I don't know how much you're going to share. So you're going to oh. hear, this isn't, this isn't some woman that's like read a textbook on some pop psychology. This is a woman that has literally been through hell. And so she is an expert at talking about challenges. And so what you're seeing, I this is what I love to bring my, my speakers in is the before and after. Like you talked about the potentiality, the possibility of going through the absolute worst thing you could experience and live this iconic life. That's what I'm bringing Judy for. So talk about, well, you know what? Let's just start with your story. We'll just get into the challenges. Yes. So go ahead. So, absolutely. So I am actually very lucky and fortunate that I am able to say that at the base and the, and the root and, and what underpins challenges is an act of love on a soul level because I have been there. So yeah. like, there's very few people that can say to me, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you've, <laughs> earned, you've earned your stripes in this one. Yeah. yeah. So to so go right back, um, I was um, essentially locked up, imprisoned from the age of three till I escaped in my early 20s. And during that time, isolated from the world, um, not educated, didn't go to school, didn't mix with society, and was tortured and used as a slave in every way possible, and had the most horrendous um, torture sessions, being shot, uh, brutal, and, and this is a, a serious thing, some people might be, be triggered by this, but brutal home abortions and... Um, mm stabbings and stuff it was it was and that's not even that's still only tip touching the tip of the iceberg yeah. so it was so your whole formative years you literally literally were locked up you were a prisoner yes it was it was it was um terrifying it was traumatic yeah. and it got to a point when I was around about 15 mm -hmm. that I'll never forget this one morning it was in Ireland yeah and um, it was in November-ish, it was gray. Mm -hmm. It was sort of about seven in the morning. And I remember we, I had just been through sort of uh, between 10 and 14 hours of, of hell, torture, mm -hmm. through the night. And I remember walking into the bathroom 
and feeling like a piece of meat that lived only because my heart beat. I felt nothing. I felt nothing. I had, I yeah. just, yeah. I, well, there was no self there. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. And I remember walking up to the, to the hand basin and, and I, I'm just, I don't know what I was doing, probably clearing up some blood and stuff. And I remember I looked up and I saw myself in the mirror and I looked and it was the weirdest feeling because it was the first time I ever recalled actually seeing myself. And I was like drawn, my eyes were drawn. Yeah. And I was looking in, not, and I found myself not looking at my physical form, like the bruises right. on my cheek, the blood on my lips, the threadbare torn pale blue nighty. I didn't notice all of that. I was looking at my eyes and I was drawn into my eyes. And it was almost like my arm was reaching into my eyes and it reached down and grabbed something in my solar solar plexus. It locked something, bang, into my solar plexus. And for many years after that, I called it my something, my soul, my spirit. Yeah. The core of who I am, more than this mortal body. Right. And I held this something. And with that, the next thing I experienced was I was outside. I was in the pale nighty. It was outside um, in, in, in this gray November day, but I wasn't cold. Mm. And I was just... I experienced something extraordinary and I was shrouded in this feeling. This, it was like, if you can imagine a thousand blankets around me, this feeling that I had never had before, it was confusing. And I'd never had this feeling before. And as I looked up and I could see myself, my mortal body yeah. still standing in the bathroom, looking at right. myself, like, right. weird. I, yeah. It was weird. And in that moment, as I looked at myself, I felt the, I felt what this feeling was, love, Mm. just the most Mm. divine, the most extraordinary, the most unconditional love. And as I saw myself, I, it was almost like it was like a elastic band. It just poured onto me. And in that moment, I felt healing. Extraordinary wow. healing for everything that I had been through and everything I was going through and everything that I was yet to experience. Mm-hmm. It was the now, the, tr- the collapsing of time, mm. the now. It was, the, it was beautiful. It was extraordinary. Because in that time, I, I remember hearing the birds and feeling one with the birds yeah. that were in the sky. I was hearing the leaves on the trees and feeling one with the leaves hearing the rain on the window and I was one with the rain. I could hear grass being cut in the distance. I could smell it. Yeah. And I was one with the grass. It was this is oneness with everything. It was complete. Mm-hmm. It was extraordinary. And in that part of that experience was a sense, a feeling mm-hmm. that I had where I was able to see my life unfold and I could see that it, I could I, well, I knew 
without understanding. Mm -hmm. I knew and I trusted. I would live an extraordinary life, a life of adventure, of love, of abundance, of luxury, of prosperity. I knew that. I trusted it. I didn't question it. There was no space for questioning. Because when you're in that oneness with the universe, there's no questioning. There's no separation. Wow. I just knew it. So I know it was a few years later that you escaped. Yes. Right. So you had this mystical experience and Judy, again, like what, six years or so before you could, I don't remember the, the, the numbers, but there was a number of years before you did escape. Yes. How did this, this something carry you through more years of torture? Because, because it could have been a blip, right? It could have been like a momentary, but it sounds like it wasn't. It sounds like that was a pivotal thing for you that literally saved you. That saved your life. Yeah, it did. It is because um, when there's, if, there's a bit of a funny story and a strange story. As, <laughs> when I came back into my body, I realized that um, it, it felt like hours, but I think it was just minutes or seconds. I don't know. Yeah. When the girl who walked out of that bathroom was a very different girl that walked in. I walked out of that bathroom with my something and I knew that you, you could break my body, but you could never break your spirit. Oh my gosh. Never. Um, And that was the truth of who I am. Not this skin and bone, not this mind, not this ego, not this human, the spirit, the soul. That's who I am. And that's mine. And over the, the funny story is, as I was walking out, and this is hilarious because it makes no sense. As I was walking out, I knew that I would escape. I knew. I didn't know how, and I wasn't aware. I wasn't worried about that. I just knew. And I knew that I would get a job in oil and gas, trading oil and gas. <laughs> I'm bizarre. I know. I just- this just came to you at 15. Yes. Having no school. I had no idea no- what I was talking about. <laughs> Trading oil and gas, merchant banking, or shipping, or stockbroking. I knew it would be one of those. And I had no idea what it was. Right, right. How bizarre. From a, That's like, bizarre, yeah. Like living in the world, like totally unspiritual type yeah. of, apparently yeah. unspiritual type of things to be going for after such a mystical experience. Right. But I lived in extreme poverty. You know, there were times I didn't have day, I had days I didn't, went without food. And there were times, one time I actually had a tin of dog food. It was so, so bad. I didn't have clothes. I mean, my clothes were from my father from many years before. And they were old. They were, mm-hmm. for a 15-year-old girl, they were like long and old and dark and horrible and ugly. Mm-hmm. So I lived in poverty. But... And so I, that, because I, one of the things I've come to learn is that the voids we experience as a child create our values as an adult. Right, so what we desire. One of yeah. the things for me was about understanding money and wealth and mm-hmm. comfort and luxury. So I felt that these careers would give me that. Mm-hmm. So I decided in that moment that I would learn everything I could about money, business, finance. So my father was open to giving me, finding the books oh. and stuff for me. So when kids were reading children's books of Enid Blyton yeah. or whatever yeah. at the time, 
I was reading about Adam Smith, who was the father of modern day economics, <laughs> finance and stuff like that. <laughs> so, and yes, you were correct that it was hard. There were times of torture and hell, but this something had hold of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I always knew that despite what I was going through, I had this inner peace and joy that nothing and no one could take from me. And this is the being state. This is the attachment, the closeness, the intimacy yeah. of, my, of being with my soul. Yeah. And when you have that, no matter what's going on around you, you can experience joy, happiness, peace, mm-hmm. bliss, because that's what really matters. That's right. what really, really matters. So I was able to embody that, be that, live that mm-hmm. during the next few years. And you got out. Okay, hold on one second. And I escaped. And you escaped. And you have a stories. I mean, they can, they can, your, your stories, if they want another backstory, it's, it's out there, right? Um, so I want you, if you're listening, so to me, the most important piece of this, and there's so many important pieces, I, I would like to speak like six hours to Judy. We should do this whole six hour thing, but we got to wrap it up at some point. The distinction between you can break my body, but you will not harm the inner me. And so I want you, whatever you're walking through, you know, I pray you're not being tortured. I pray you're not being brutalized the way Julie, Judy was, but, and we all have shit. Life gives us stuff. And so, so you get out and you still have challenges. We all do. Right. How did you get to the point of the challenges are love? Like, cause did you ever say, Oh, thank you, my father for doing those things to me. Like how did, that's a big jump for people. Right. So how did you, of course you did, <laughs> but, but if somebody, somebody, I was just talking to a woman, I was running a group and, and I said something like, you know, you have to find everything that happened to you. Perfect. You got to find the perfection in it. It's, it's your soul orchestrated it. And she's like, I can't, I can't, I just can't. And so let's talk about that. How do you assist people? Or what would you say to somebody that has had some difficulties? Because once you see the, this challenge as blessings, loses the power, right? So, so talk about that. When I, when you, for, for me, what, when, I, when I realized the power of, or the, the extent of the service that the challenges had done for me, mm. I was face to face with my father many years later. He was in a hospice. I had reported him many years wow. later. Yeah. And, and um, it was a well-publicized, I asked for it to be held out of camera. It was a well-publicized case. He was sentenced to 54 years for only three of the 49 charges against him. Um, it was the most horrendous case that ever come to the High Court of Ireland. And he was sentenced. And four years, I think it was later, the cops phoned me. And uh, I was living in South Africa and said, he's been transferred to a hospital, a hospice. He's dying of oh. cancer. I knew my soul. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. When you are aligned with your soul, things don't make sense. Right, because absolutely. Yes. Logicalize things right. as a human. Right. right. But by the time I put down the phone, I knew um, that um, I'm going to Ireland and I'm going to go and see him. It didn't make sense. There was no logic. Um, and tiny, your soul my, led you. Yeah. My husband, he like said, I'm there for you. No, yeah. no problem. So we flew over to Ireland and went to see him. He wouldn't see, I wanted him to. See to go I wanted to go into the room with him with Tiny with me but he wouldn't see Tiny so I had to make the decision to go on my own it was the hardest thing yeah 
done is to walk into a room with him. My little human, my little Judy was terrified. Absolutely. Right. Right. I mean, the human still feels right. The, the soul you might see and, and experience magic and potentiality in the soul, but the human still fee, feels and that's appropriate. And that's that living an iconic life is about being soul led. So we bring the human with love, care and compassion with us. Mm-hmm. So as I walked into that room, I was terrified. And the first words out of my mouth, I had no idea what to expect. The first words out of my mouth, Dad, thank you, I love you. And when I said that, it was like I was surrounded by angels, literally. I feel that. All of a sudden, I felt, I understand. It's perfect. What I experienced has made me who I am. Exactly. That's it. And I wouldn't change that for anything. I have the most iconic life and love to is that is so rare with a man that is so iconic. I have the work of a lifetime. I have the life of adventure. I am who I am as a result of what Mm -hmm. I have been through. That was my soul contracted Mm -hmm. in this world. And my father was the person who who agreed to give me that. And that was the greatest gift. And that is my story, is that moment. And that's why I understand that when you really unravel it and get deep into it and understand how all of the different component parts build you up to who you are, to allow you to release into the world all of who you are forever, not just as long as for all time mm-hmm. creating a life of legacy you start to see and experience and feel the love and I had such tremendous love for my father in that moment for the gift that he had given me how did just to finish the story how did he respond to you that's is that's what was interesting and it's and it's completely ir- irrelevant yeah, yeah. You know, like he came back to me in, as a human he responded yeah. to me right, in the right, human. right. Like, yeah yeah, yeah. What, what I love you too. Well, yeah, yeah. okay. So yeah, it was all about you, but I, but I, but I, human. but it, my, my soul connected with his soul, but he wasn't, he wasn't this there. is soul communication, Teresa. This is not the mm-hmm. human. Right, right. And that's Got the it. difference that I experienced now to just to, this is an important point that I w- would love people to understand. And because yeah. this is a, a, a challenge I had was marrying. Well, if I feel Release, and I feel love and compassion for all of what I experienced. Why was my soul drawn to reporting him and all this? Yeah. It's because it's not about condoning in the right. mortal world. It's appropriate that in the human mortal world, you take appropriate action. Right. Absolutely. We live in a society that runs in a certain mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And that's appropriate. Mm-hmm. This is not about just allowing, finding love and letting people. Yes, right. The spiritual bypass stuff, right. Yeah. So, so it's about, wow. so, that, so that's an important differential. And the journey, this is why it's a soul purpose and a human purpose. And it's about marrying the two, mm-hmm. being soul-led and 
embodying both purposes mm. living an iconic life does that make so, sense yeah absolutely but i'm thinking if somebody because you're the you're the after version right you're you're the you're the fully cooked um, yeah, live an iconic you know you should see her facebook adventures Woo, she's living in beautiful places and so so what about if somebody is just waking up to this just waking up just you know like holy shit that happened to me maybe they they left a marriage or a bad relationship or, or realized there was abuse in their history. Where do you have people start? The, the first place is to, is to start to see well, what, what, because the thing is when we are triggered and like we, when we live in a society where we, we, we it's encouraged to live in polarity, everything's mm. bad or good. It's not both. Right. So the more of the charges that we can bring to center hmm. and the more you bring them to center, like from from either polarity of ecstatic and infatuation or polarity of depression and resentment and guilt and shame and fear. Yeah. And the more we bring that into center, find the balance of every single charge we have related to whatever it is that we've experienced. What you do is you create you you to use a physics, I suppose, you, you turn matter to light, to energy. You turn matter to energy and you create light. And in that moment, when you bring it back into balance, physiologically, biologically, what happens it's in changed. your body, you release it. Okay, but we need, we need to ground this a little bit because that's a little bit esoteric. So, sure. so sure. how? So somebody has feelings of hatred or depression or sadness how then do you center that like give, give me a sp- so like if you got anger and hatred and that so what what get very specific okay get very 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 specific so if you have you hate your father because he was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and he was abusive to your mom or abusive mm-hmm. to you whatever it might be get very specific right down to bring up the uh, events in your mind mm-hmm. right and get very and what is it that you're angry about exactly what is it go there mm-hmm. what is it and then find the balance so you were angry you were raging you were hurting at what and where was the balance? where were you getting love where were you getting support in that moment because everything is entangled people mm-hmm. said this is the work that changes the past. People right, say right. you can't change the past. You, you absolutely have, can, 100%. Yeah. It's never too late to have a ch- happy childhood is what they say, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. <laughs> well, I think, and I think it's really interesting. I think a lot of people are wedded to the story, Judy. They're wedded to the yes. victim story. Yes. And so literally, I always say to my clients, and how is that perfect? And even if, and even if you can't see it yet, just have to say, I'm willing to see perfection. I'm willing to see you know, like you say, maybe I wasn't getting love from my father, but maybe there was a person that loved me. And, you know, maybe for you, there was an angelic support. I mean, there, there is always something else. And so I just want to listeners, are you, are you tracking with this? Or are you like, ah, <laughs> shut this up. I can't handle it. Right. And so look at how wedded you are to, that was a horrible thing. That was a bad thing that, because it becomes our identity. Like yes. you had every right. Well, A to B, crazy, mentally ill, broken person, victimized, angry, you know, on welfare, blah, 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 blah. You, you, that, that's how a person of that situation would have ended up. You had every right to identify with that and make that part of you. But there was something in you that said, 
that's not me. That's the, the interior of me. That's not me at all. It happened to the meat suit. Sure. The shit got really broken, but yeah. that's not me. So that's another invitation is how can you pull apart what happened to you versus who you are? Yes. So, so Judy, like speak really quickly, like who I am is like, let's, let's get some people into the, into the, how do you, how do you create that new identity? Well, no matter how awful things are for you right now or, or how much you're hurting, yeah. the first thing that is free and available to every single one of us is to connect in with our soul. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I work with people to do this, I do this on, on, on masterclasses and I suggest people do this, yeah. is just take a moment. Just breathe. And one of the things that that helps us is breathing. Mm-hmm. Breathing is the medicine of life. Mm-hmm. We don't breathe enough. Right. Hold a breath, right? Yeah. So just breathe. Just breathe. Let breathe in, breathe out really deep in, slower and deeper than you would normally, and out three times. And I won't do it all, but do, do it all here because I don't know how much time I've got. But yeah. just to give you an idea to go away and do it is right, breathe. All of a sudden, you sort of a sudden you feel relaxed. Mm-hmm. It's amazing the difference. Mm-hmm. Just taking a few breaths away. And then just imagine yourself in a field in the middle of nowhere. In the middle of nowhere. You're perfectly safe. You're perfectly safe. It's really warm. There's a gentle breeze. And just feel that. Feel, just ground yourself. Ground yourself and feel into, forget about who you are, what you are, what you do, what you don't do, what you've experienced, what you've not experienced, how much money you have and what you've not got. Forget about all of that and just feel the wind on your face. Feel the sun on your skin. Just hear the the leaves in the trees and just find joy in that. Just find joy in that. Because that's the first place to go, is to elevate your state. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the most powerful way we can elevate our state is connecting to our soul. Some people will be able to do it for a few seconds, and if you keep doing it, you'll be able mm-hmm. to take yeah. be more and more in that space. The longer you can be in that space, and that's your being state that's your being where you can love yourself and love life love everything love nature love the universe for what it is so what you're saying let me just paraphrase this i think we often go outside of ourselves right well he needs to make me happy or that will make me happy and the invitation is it all is inside all the answers, all the magic, all the peace, all the joy is inside. You just got to turn the focus inward. So it's a practice, a daily practice, probably an hourly practice sometimes of, of just really connecting. So holy shit, woman, this is this episode. It's just blown me. You know, like I said in the beginning, you have had a story that is probably the most horrific thing I've heard. And yet such a beautiful demonstration of of this of the work of the soul that's why i love that you shared with as much detail as you did 
Cool. Because because you're so filled with joy and your life is working pretty darn well, sister. Like you gotta really, really, you know. Like, like I always say, I'm not a unicorn. Yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm pretty ordinary. <laughs> you can do it too. All right. Is there anything else? Any last thoughts or teaching or just any anything from your heart that you want to share with the people listening? We are what, what my my brand is is called attuned to prosperity. Mm-hmm. Then there's that name to remind us, to remind it for me and for anybody who comes across it, to attune, to choose, to attune to prosperity Mm. and abundance. Prosperity in all things. Prosperity, not just money and finance and wealth. Prosperity in all things. Because the more we start to attune to prosperity, the more we start seeing and experiencing synchronicities, opportunities, possibilities, potentiality. Nice, nice. It, the, the more we are, because we, are, we, we spend our life in polarity, in triggered, we're in lack, we're in survival. Mm-hmm. There's only binary options. There's life or death, predator, prey, that's it, mm-hmm. all right? But the more we are tuning to prosperity, the more we are elevating ourselves out of that place into possibility, potentiality. And when you are there, you start to experience synchronicities because when you lead, the universe will follow with what you are leading with. 100%, 100% of the time. Be careful what you're leading with. <laughs> you can find yourself where you don't really want to go, right? So yes. be very intentional be, about what you're and leading just with. Be really conscious, really aware yes. of what you're leading with. Yeah. And the universe will always meet you halfway and, lead, and, and follow with what you're leading with. And if you are tuning to prosperity, you will start experiencing magic. You'll start experiencing magic, possibility, and potentiality, and and seeing synchronicities. And the thing is, when you start seeing and experiencing synchronicities and tapping into them, you start getting evidence. Mm -hmm. Because we've got plenty of evidence of polarity of what doesn't work. We've got got noodles of that. Yeah, yeah. But the problem with attuning to prosperity for a lot of people is we don't have evidence that it's going to work. Yeah. Stay in it long enough, lead, allow the universe mm-hmm. to follow, and you will start experiencing synchronicities and you'll start tapping into those synchronicities. And that's when magic starts happening and you start building a bank of evidence, which will allow you to more and more effortlessly and easier stay in prosperity, stay in abundance, stay in the, the higher levels of, of conscious awareness that will heal and then you can start tapping into an iconic life. Whoa. I feel like I need, we should have a martini right now and just cheers. <laughs> cheers to, cheers <laughs> to you. Cheers totally. to you, my love. Totally. And listeners, oh my gosh, I, I know you want to follow Judy. So Judy, where do they find you? And this will all be in the show notes, but where do they find you? Um, well, I have a Facebook group, Attuned to Wealth. Okay. That's free. You can come and join me and I'm in there every day. Um, and a Instagram, which I'm just starting to grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Really a lot of fun with. <laughs> so, uh, Judy V of Prosperity, you can follow me there as well. Okay, wonderful. But you, you, thank you, thank you for your life. Thank you for your message. Thanks that your soul has you here and get get to inspire so many people. You really are a gift and a blessing. Thank you so much. And as are you, Teresa. And I really appreciate this opportunity to connect with you. I know we've yeah. done things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. This was lovely, lovely, lovely. All right. Much love. And listeners, 
who do you know that needs to hear this? I want you to just literally ask your soul, who do I need to forward this episode to? Because there are some really important things in this that somebody out there needs to hear. Somebody needs to know how to have a life of, what's the word, potentiality, right? Somebody needs to know that you are bigger than your circumstances, that your body can be broken, your life can be shattered, and yet the soul in you can transcend all of it. Somebody needs to hear that. So I'm inviting you to share this, okay? And reach out to Judy or I. Peace and blessings. Lots of love. Bye now. Hey, I really appreciate you listening to that last episode. And I would love to get to know you a little bit more and to get to connect with you on a deeper level. And here's what I suggest. I've got a Facebook group that corresponds with the content of these podcasts. It's called Fiercely Brilliant Women in Business with Therese Skelly. So if you just search Facebook, Fiercely Brilliant with Therese Skelly, you'll find the group. It's a really nice group. It's a small group and I'm super active in it. Each week, we have a lot of supportive conversations. I share a lot of resources. I do a lot of coaching on the spot. And I would love to have you join me there. So if you like the vibe of this podcast and you want to hang out with a pretty darn cool community of women, join us at Fiercely Brilliant on Facebook with Therese Scali. Alrighty, peace and blessings. And I hope to see you in the group. Bye now.